Hi, this is Jacob. Welcome to another episode of the Clown Chat Podcast. So I just wanted to record a quick solo episode just to chat a little bit about um, about what happened in the NFL this weekend. Maybe get into the game tonight a little bit, um, but definitely uh, going to be pretty Patriots heavy here. And we're going to talk some about how the season has gone so far and then look ahead to what might be the most hyped regular season game of all time. So it's going to be it's going to be crazy. So we're going to we're going to start to get into that a little bit and uh just just to let you know if you want to see some more of my stuff outside of the pod, you can check me out at jacobnbablog.wordpress.com. Uh see what I have to say on there. I do uh I do some stuff on football, I do some stuff on basketball, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. So first of all, we'll get into the game tonight. Um, you know, the NFC East and, and just the NFC East in general, it's an interesting division. I think it's a division that's a little bit better than some might give it credit for. And it's fascinating because I was all in on Washington at the start, right? But Washington has not looked very good. I, I can't lie. I, I think I'm off the bandwagon there. Um, they... You know, Taylor Heineke is fine, right? You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he gets back, will be fine. But their defense has been a major disappointment. Um, I expected way more out of their defense. They have not played well to this point. And um, they're not going to win unless they, you know, their defense is supposed to be their strength, right? That's what they're built on. So if they're not going to succeed defensively, then you're not going to be talking about a very good team. So... It looks like it looks like I was way too high on Washington. Then you have, well, the Giants, of course. Too, but the Giants stink. The Giants are not good. Um, you might see an organizational blow up there at the end of the season. It's it's that bad. Um, just completely clean house. You know, get rid of the quarterback, get rid of the coach, get rid of the GM. It could just be a complete. Um, you know, complete reset there, but, and, you know, they're well positioned going forward. They could have a really high draft pick of their own. They could have a good Chicago draft pick. So they're going to be fine all, you know, in the long term. But so that leaves the Eagles and the Cowboys. Now, the Eagles were a team that I did not think would be very good coming into this season. But you know what? I think I was dead wrong on that. You know, they. They have been very impressive. Yeah, I know they played Atlanta week one. And I know they won that game in blowout fashion. But, you know, they did what they were supposed to do against a bad opponent. So, I mean, I don't know what there is to take away from that. Other than, you know, they did their job. And now now they move on to the, the, the Niners, right? That was more impressive to me than maybe even the Atlanta win. They are right there with a team that I think is pretty damn good. I think the Niners are pretty damn good. I think they're going to be there. I think they're going to be maybe not there at the end, but they're going to be a factor in the playoffs this year. The Niners will. Um, and Philly went toe-to-toe with them, man. They, they, they competed with them. If a few things had bounced differently, they would have won that game. So. Definitely um, credit to... I mean, credit to the Eagles for how well they played, and I think they've got some strength. They've they they're strong at the line of scrimmage. We know how important that is. They, you know, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Devontae Smith has looked pretty good. They have other young receivers like Jalen Ragor, Quez Watkins. Um. I I love that they've got two good tight ends. Um. The defense in general has not been as bad as I thought it would be. I thought their defense could be hideous. I didn't think their back end was very good. But it's really been a lot better than I thought. I mean, Atlanta is supposed to be, and they haven't produced like it this far, thus far, but they're supposed to be a pretty good offense, right? And the, um, and the Niners, we know they're a good offense. And the Eagles really haven't been, haven't given up too much, too many points to either one. 
So, on one hand, you've got the Eagles, assuming you're just eliminating Washington and the Giants. And then on the other hand, you have Dallas. And I think we know the book on Dallas at this point. Their offense is really good. They're, well, their passing game is really good. I don't know that their run game is that good. I don't. I think Zeke Elliott might be kind of on the downside. Um, but we know Dak and his receivers can throw it. Um, defense is a major question for me still. I know they did well against the Chargers. That was that was impressive. I'll give them credit for that. Bucks would have had forty on them if they didn't have the turnovers, but. The Bucks can put 40 up on almost anyone. So, um, you know, I I am not sold yet on their on the Dallas defense. I'm not. Some are. I know Raleigh, who's a frequent guest on this podcast, he thinks that Dallas's defense can get to average. And that's his opinion. Maybe he's right. I'm not sold. I don't think, I don't necessarily think the talent's there for that. Um, but look, if you believe in the Dallas defense, you probably believe in their team. That, that's, that's just the way it goes. But if you're me, and you're not sold on the Dallas defense, and you look at Mike McCarthy as a liability as a coach, And you look at, um, so you look at, you know, Mike McCarthy's liability. You know, and that's the thing with the Eagles. Nick Sirianni, I thought there was a chance he was just going to be a complete, just flame out, bust, whatever you want to call it. I actually think he's done a pretty decent job. He's come up with some good scheme plays to get Jalen Hurts going. He seems to have been a good leader. Um, I still think maybe the experience level of their staff is a little bit of a concern. Like, you know, maybe you'd like to have, you know, with Sirianni, maybe you'd like to have an experience, more experience than the coordinator or something. You know, somebody who's been a head coach. Like, for example, when Sean McVay took the Los Angeles job, he brought Wade Phillips, who's as experienced as it gets. Um, so that could be a possible but I definitely give the coaching advantage to Philly and I'll tell you as it stands right now I think the Eagles are winning that division I do now I know my friend E who has also been a guest on this podcast although not as much as uh, you know we've kind of missed him lately Hoping he comes back on a little more often soon. It hadn't been the same, you know, on on the on the pods, but well, we've made do. Um, you know, he says that it's going to be like thirty-five, thirteen, and the Eagles are going to get blown out. Well, I have to say I disagree. I think I I, I think Philly might have something, and you know, you know that every year in the NFL, almost every year. One last place team from the year before jumps up the first place. That that's how it works. It, someone will, someone does it every year, um, or almost every year. And if you look at the candidates to do it this year, you know Cincinnati is not oddly because they're they're two and one and they play Jacksonville coming up. You can't put them off the table. You know, we, still, we might have to start talking about them a little bit soon. Then you have the Jags. They're not doing it. They're 0-3. They're not doing it. So cross them off. Keep Cincinnati as a possibility, but cross off the Jags. Then you have... Um, so who was it for the West last year? Oh, right, Denver. So Denver was last place in the West. That's a possibility. Although, you ha- I'm going to keep them on the list. But I think the Chiefs, and, and I'll get to the Chiefs. I'm concerned about the Chiefs as far as making the Super Bowl. I am not concerned about the Chiefs as far as 
making the playoffs and winning the AFC West. So I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna leave Denver on because you kind of have to if they're three and zero. But I still would pick Kansas City to win that division. Um, and if it's not Kansas City, I think it would be the Chargers. So then you have the, the um. So then you have the Jets. They're cross them off. They're not doing it. Um, who was last in the AFC South? Oh, right, the Falcons. Cross them off. They're not doing it. They're not beating out Tampa. They're easily last place in that division. It looks like. Um, Detroit cross off. That one. That one's definitely not happening either. And then you have the Niners. The Niners are the candidate I thought would be an easy one. Um, but it's going to depend. And there's a possibility to so leave them on. But it's going to be tough because the Rams look really good. So the Rams are probably probably have to be favorites in that division at, at this point. And then you have Philly. So if you look at the possibility to be left on. So Denver, Cincinnati, Philly, and the Niners. Is who we have. I'm gonna say Denver's the least likely, just because the Chiefs are there. I'm gonna say Cincy. Cincy is not winning the division. I don't think. I'm. I, I like the um. I like the Browns too much, and we'll get into that later, a little later. But I'm too high on the Browns. Um, and then you have the Ravens lurking as well. I think the Steelers are done. I think they're not doing it, but um. You know, I do like the uh, I do like the Browns a lot, and I'm not ready to quite count out the Ravens. So it's going to be tough for Cincy to, and their schedule is going to get um, a little bit harder as we go here. They did lose to Chicago, which is not a great, <laughs> you know, that's not great. Chicago does not look very good. Um, so we need to learn a lot more about Cincy before I'm even if they start three and one before I'm ready to start trusting that team. You know, eventually the record is going to be the record, and we're going to have to take them seriously, but not quite this early. So I'm going to say Cincy's a no. I'm going to say Denver's a no. So then that leaves the Niners in Philly. So the question is, who do you trust more to to? beat out their competition do you trust the, the eagles over the cowboys or do you trust the niners over the rams and i think at this point i it's close and of course the niners have the cardinals and the seahawks i know the seahawks are one and two but they have the cardinals and the seahawks to contend with as well so let's not ignore that so all that being considered I like Philly. I I like that team. I think they're balanced. I think they I think they do some things well. I think they're good and I don't know. One other thing about me is I don't like teams that are one dimensional. I like I think to win to win big, you know it's much easier to do that if you're good on both sides of the ball. I mean think about it, the the Colts only won one Super Bowl with Peyton Manning. Because their defense generally was never quite good enough. So, that's kind of my thing on that. Um, and of course, the Eagles and the Cowboys play tonight. So, of course, E, as I mentioned, thinks that the Eagles are going to lose 35-13. I think it's going to be, I'm going to say 27-23 Eagles win. I think they're going to go into Dallas and they're going to win this game. And they are going to put everybody on notice. That's my prediction. And you're going to get at least two instances where you question Mike McCarthy's decision making. He's going to do at least twice. You're going to get him going for you know, field goal or a punt or something when he should be going for, for the first down. So, um, should be a fun game tonight. Uh, looking forward to watching it. Um, and then let's move on to the, the rest of the league. So, I'm going to quickly do each thing. And then I want to finish on the Patriots. So, 
Um, let's see. So, NFC South, Carolina, I'm really impressed with them. But, you know, it will be nice to see them play a, little, a few tougher teams here. Um, although, the win against the Saints looks legit. So, that one definitely looks legit for Carolina. And their defense looks really good. Um, then you have uh, the Saints. Um, you know, give them credit. They played... They will get to the Patriots end of it, but they played very well in New England. And um, their defense looks like it's really good. A lot better than I thought it would be. And they've... Uh, impressively managed kind of their offense with uh, not asking Jameis to do too much. Um, they're, they're kind of running everything through Alvin Kamara. And they've kind of made it work with a really lackluster receiving core. So, I mean, credit to, credit to the Saints, man. Um, I did not think they'd be 2-1 right now. And we'll see how good they are ultimately. You know it's gonna be it's gonna to be tough to have three playoff teams come out of that division when the you know with the NFC West existing. So um, I'm still I'm still not sold they're a playoff team, but we'll we'll see how how things kind of shake out. You know with with the Saints, Bucks. Look, they lost to the Rams. I think the Rams are really good. Um, they might be the you know biggest competition Tampa faces all year. So. I'm not going to overreact to one Tampa loss. It's it's Tom Brady. I think he's going to learn from this. And, um, you know, if they face in the playoffs, I, I especially if it's in Tampa, I really think he's going to be able to get it right and, and, and beat the Rams. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. The Rams are definitely, to me, the t even if the Rams are not like the second seed or something or, you know, whatever, I definitely think the Rams are the toughest matchup for Tampa. But, uh... Yeah. I'm not worried about the Bucks at all. Falcons, um, in a battle of 0-2s, won, but they still don't look that good. So, um, NFC West. Uh, I'm a little worried about the Seahawks. I am. I'm a little worried about Seattle, um, just because, look, 1-2 and two is not a death knell at all. It is not a death knell at all. Um, you can, I think, with a 17-game schedule and seven playoff teams, you can come back from one and two. I'm not as concerned about that as, as maybe you, you used to be, but I don't know. The, the problem with Seattle is the math gets a lot more difficult when you play in that division, when you have the Rams and when you have the Niners and you have the Cardinals off to, off to a really good start. The math gets starts to get pretty difficult because it's it's going to be very hard for that division. Look, that division, I still think they're going to get three playoff teams, but I think I think to get a fourth would be very difficult. I do. So I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to have. I don't. I don't think they're going to be able to get all four teams in there because that means every other division has to only get one. And I think the. I think the North will probably only get one. I feel pretty good about that. I think the East will probably only get. The East could go either way. I could see a second team sneaking in from the East, um, and then the South. It looks like a second team might come from there potentially. So. I think getting more than three is going to be tough. So, I mean, at some point you start, start having to look, look look at this and be like, well, one of these teams can't make the playoffs. So what if that team is Seattle? Well, obviously there would be a lot of, you know, far-reaching kind of implications from that. I mean, Russell Wilson probably asks out if they miss the playoffs, I would imagine. Um, considering there's some stuff, you know, before the season anyway. I expect him to request a trade, potentially. So it could be, it could get real interesting there. But I, 
you know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see when these teams start playing each other this week. Um, I believe we have Rams, Cardinals, and Seahawks, Niners this week. This week coming up. So that will be fascinating because we'll start to get a beat on, like, how those teams actually match up against each other and not just the rest of the league. We know they're going to be good against the rest of the league. But that's the problem with Seattle, too. They weren't playing in the NFC West. They, they beat Indy, who's 0-3. And then they lost to the Titans in a game I didn't really think that was that impressive. You know, that was not an impressive loss by the Seahawks there. And then they lose to the Vikings. So they now lost to two teams that I'm not sure are that good. So I'm quickly going to have to start asking, like, are they really the, the bottom team in that division? It's, fine. it's very possible. So then you have, look, the Rams... As I said, I think they're the top challenger to Tampa in the, in the conference. The Niners, I think, are really good. I think if the Niners, again, Niners, Rams, like, I think whoever does not win the division will end up winning the five seed. Um, I think those teams are really good. I think they're the second and third best teams in the conference. Um, like, again, the Niners going toe-to-toe with Green Bay. Yeah, they lost, but... Um, I mean, that was just uh, that was just Aaron Rodgers. and So, I mean, I guess after last night's game. So, I, I take that back. I think you can argue. I, I guess it's kind of hard to put the Niners ahead of Green Bay after that game last night. But I, I still think. I mean, you saw that game. It was toe-to-toe, neck-and-neck. Like, I think if those two teams played a playoff game, it would come down to something similar. So, it's really kind of a toss-up, I guess. But I think the Rams are number two for sure. And then the Niners are... You know, if the if the whoever loses that division is getting the five seed, I think you know that's pretty apparent. So, um, then you know, in you know, Arizona looks really good, and um, they could they could be in that Seattle spot. So I thought Seattle might be number six. Arizona could be number six. It looks like. So we'll see how things go with that. Um, so then you have the North. Uh, I mean, this is a pretty bad division. Detroit, I know, they, they played better than expected, but, I mean, I still don't think that team is good. Uh, they'll be one of the worst teams in football. The Bears, they also look like one of the worst teams in the NFL. Um, Justin Fields pretty much got killed. Uh, yesterday is not pretty for them. They're not they're, they're not a good team. Um if anyone is going to give Green Bay any kind of chance, even though with the Packers maybe having some issues, although they certainly don't look like, like they have issues in the last two weeks. If anyone is going to give them any kind of chance, it will be the Vikings. The Vikings look like they can at least score, and, you know, they might get better on defense as the season goes along. Who knows? Um, but, uh, you know, the Vikings could have, and the Vikings could be 3-0. Right now, they they've lost those first two games very very close and in very close fashion, and we will see. And then of course they beat Seattle, so um, we'll see what happens with the. We'll, we'll keep an eye on the Vikings, um, and then Green Bay. I think Green Bay will be the the two or the three seed. Um, do I think as far as being? I guess that's what I was talking about, right? So it wasn't. You know, you can argue that Green Bay is better than the Niners for sure but I think the Niners are probably because of like Nick Bosa and their pass rush they're better equipped to face Tampa specifically um we've seen the movie with Green Bay I mean Brady didn't even play that that well in that game like he threw some picks and stuff like that and you know Tampa still won the game so um I'm not too high on on the Packers chances of, of not especially if it's not a Lambo. not too high on the Packers chances to knock off uh to knock off Tampa. So then you have I mean you have the then you have the East. We already kinda of covered that. The AFC we've got AFC South, I think this division sucks. Um Houston is somehow not winless only because they play Jacksonville who is winless. Uh I think both of those teams are really bad. I think the Colts the Colts are an enigma. I don't, they're 0-3, but I 
don't think they're that bad. I still I still think it's gonna come down to kind of chalk in this division. Like Houston's gonna be at the bottom. Or Houston or Jacksonville will be at the bottom. Um Houston is gonna get pretty ugly with, with the more Davis Mills we see, I'm afraid. Um The Colts have just, I think, their problem is they've played, you know, depending on, again, if Seattle is, is good, which we will see, they've played good competition. I mean, they had to play the Rams. That's tough. They had to play the Titans, who's probably a better team in their division. That's difficult, right? So... I think the Colts, once they start to play like the Texans and the Jaguars, their record, even if they aren't that good, they're going to start to rack up some wins. So I don't think they're, you know, they may have a losing record, but it'll be, you know, they will win, I'll say they win seven games minimum, the, the Colts, ultimately. So I don't think they're a playoff team, but I don't think they're awful. And then the Titans, I think they're still worse than they were last year, but... You know, I think they're clearly the best team in this in the in this bad division. Uh, enough talk for the AFC South. Then you get to uh, what are we going to get to? Let's do the North. So Pittsburgh sucks. I'm just going to say it. Their defense is is solid, but their offense is terrible. Um, their offense is not good. Um, ben Roethlisberger is washed. Their offensive line is bad. They can't run the ball as well as they as well as they um, as well as they should because of the lack of a uh, the lack of offensive line play. Um, so I don't really see much of a future for them this season. Um, then you have uh, Cincy. Surprising, they'll probably be three and one after this week. Um, but we need to see more, um, win over Minnesota, pretty good, you know, not, not a, not a bad win necessarily to start off the year, lost to Chicago, pretty bad, uh, and then they beat, who did they beat, oh, right, Pittsburgh, they beat Pittsburgh, and I'm not sure Pittsburgh's good, right, so, and now they're gonna get Jacksonville, so, since these kind of interesting to me, they're definitely on my radar as a potential surprise, but it's like a we'll see situation. I'm not going to go crown them yet. Although, Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase is the real deal. Then you have the Ravens. Um, they really showed me something when they knocked off Kansas City, but they showed me something else when they needed a 66-yard field goal to beat uh, a bad Detroit team. I don't think they played that well at all, well at all in that game. And it made me kind of re... Then only winning that game by two points did make me kind of reassess some things um, about about the Ravens. I still think they'll be in the mix, but will they end up getting that, getting one of those last wild card spots? We'll see. And then you've got the Browns. Now, they've beaten up on a couple of bad teams. They had that close loss to the Chiefs week one. They're, they're pretty banged up, but I'm going to tell you something. When this team's healthy, if this team can get healthy, I think they're going to be in the Super Bowl this year. I do. I I I was I, I kind of hedged this before the season. I was like, well, I still think the Chiefs are going to win, but I'm concerned about them, and I don't think it's inevitable, and I think the Browns will be their top challenger. Like, no, I'm ready to go in on the stake. The Browns, the Browns are going to be in the Super Bowl. I think they're ready. Their roster is too loaded. The pieces make sense. They're well coached now. I like the Browns a lot. Um, and like I said, I do think it's important to play both sides of the ball. Obviously, if you are all in with a great quarterback or something, you can win that way for sure. But you're not going to win every year that way. You have to be able to do both if you want to be able to contend year after year after year after year after year. So, I 
My eye is certainly on the Cleveland Browns. Is a potential is a potential Super Bowl team. It really is. Um, then let's move to the AFC West. Um, man, this is a really good division. So, the Raiders. You know what? They're three and zero. Credit to them. I need to see more. They have done this thing for a couple of reasons. One, last few years they've done this thing where they started off well, and we're like, oh, look at the Raiders. The Raiders might be good. And then they fade over the last uh, second half of the season. So, you know, the fact that they're in such a loaded division makes me kind of, you know, I'm, I'm eyeing them as, as a potential surprise, no doubt. But I need to see a lot more. Um, I, 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 need, I need to see. It's going to be a, a believe-it-when-I-see-it situation with them. Just because... You know, partially of who's in their division. I mean, not all of these teams, just like the NFC West, not all these teams are making the playoffs. So, and and and, and again, even with their success so far, if you ask me, which one of these teams is not, I'm probably going to say the Raiders. But they can easily prove me wrong. They have the ability to prove me wrong. I'm interested to see if they do. Then Denver. Denver's played a bit of a, a soft schedule, but I have to say I picked them before the season, and I like their team. So that's kind of why I have them still over the over the Raiders because they're three and zero as well. And even though the Raiders have probably beaten tougher competition, I, I just like Denver's team. I think Teddy's played really well. Um, and if he keeps playing this well, like. Their defense is nasty. And, you know, if Teddy, if Teddy can, you know, continue to manage games and they continue to play this full defensively, um, look out. You know, they could be very interesting. Then the Chargers, Justin Herbert's special, um, Really good, really good win against Kansas City. They're for real. I think they'll be... Um, if, if you want to me to pick one team that's going to challenge the Chiefs in the division, um, I think they're the safe bet to do so. Um, their defense is... Uh, I mean, to pick off Mahomes and force, you know, that much and force those turnovers like that is, is impressive. And... Um, they kind of held Dallas to a lower scoring day than, than you'd expect. So, you know, I, I like the Chargers a lot. I do. Um, Herbert, Herbert is really good, man. So then the Chiefs. The elephant in the room in this division. Look, they're 1-2. and two. I'm not concerned about them in terms of you know, can they recover to make the playoffs? Or can they recover to win the division? I expect them to do both. I'm not going to bail on them over a couple of games um, in that run. I'm not. But I am going to say I think they've showed enough flaws that I don't think they're going to be in the Super Bowl. They're going to win this conference. I think they've shown flaws that are going to bite them in the playoffs. I don't think their defense is good enough for one. I think their defense is bad. They remind me, construct roster construction-wise, of a lot of the old Colts teams with Peyton Manning. And I don't mean that as a compliment. Their defense is really bad. They're really one-dimensional. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire does not look very good um, as, as the running back. Um... The line, it might gel more, it might improve. I was I'm not as high on their reconstruction there as, as a lot of other people. You're taking Orlando Brown, who was a right tackle and a run heavy offense. Yeah, I know you moved to left, you know, midseason last year, but you're shifting him now to left tackle and a pass heavy offense. Um Joe Tooney is, is Joe Tooney, he's fine. Then you've got like rookies along the rest of the and young players along the rest of the line. Like, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. Um, and then the receivers. I know they signed Josh Gordon today, but I'm not holding my breath on that. Um, I mean, Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey are, are, are going to be great. They're going to get open. Um, we know Mahomes is, you know, we, we I don't even need to say anything on that. Um, but I don't know who their third pass catcher is. And as we saw with, um, you know, I just I just remember back from my personal experience, right, to the 2009 Patriots. And I and I saw what was happening in that offense. Yes, Randy Moss and Wes Welker were great players. They were great players. But I'm not sure, but but we didn't know, we didn't really have that consistent third target. Julian Edelman was a rookie. And, um, you know, they just didn't really have that guy to, 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 to be the third third guy to, guy to take the pressure off those guys. So it was really predictable what we were going to do on offense. It was really a problem. So I look at the Chiefs, and that's a concern to me. If you can take either Hill or Kelsey out of the game, you know, by covering them. And the last couple of weeks, Hill has not really gone gone off. So it's going to come down to, to maybe the supporting guys and who can step up, and maybe that's why they're taking a chance on Josh Gordon. They know they don't have enough. But I do worry about that for them, especially with an offensive wants to throw the ball like they do. So I'm concerned. I am. I'm, I'm concerned about the Chiefs, not in terms of the playoffs, but as far as winning the conference, uh, I'm concerned. Um, so then the AFC East and I ended on this intentionally um, look okay well I guess we'll start with the Jets um, this seems bad Zach Wilson might be a bust I don't, I don't really like what I'm seeing there at all from them I, I think they're just bad um, they are going to be one of the three worst teams in football um then you've got Miami. Two is out. I don't really believe in Tua anyway. Jacoby Brissett, you know, didn't look much much worse, if at all. I mean, so look, I, I'm not high on the Dolphins. I They should be 0-3. If Damian Harris doesn't fumble week one, they're 0-3. So that, 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 you know, that stuff's real. Um, I don't really think they're 0-3 either. So... That leaves that Buffalo and New England. Buffalo looks like they're a little rejuvenated. I am concerned about their offensive line. Um, you know, we'll see if they can continue to run the ball. We'll see how their defense does. Um, their defense played pretty well against. Them. You know, their, their defense has played pretty well so far. So we'll see. Um, I left them in a bold move. I left them out of my playoff projection this week. Probably going to put them back in. Probably going to go ahead and put them back in. Um, you know, is the, is the AFC East champion. I don't think they're going to win, you know, be... I don't think they're going to beat either the Browns or the Chiefs in the playoffs, though. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen was really good. Like, the, you know... The Bills are going to be good. Um, then the Patriots. We're ending on this because I want to have a conversation about the Patriots. So, look. The start of the season has not been ideal for the Patriots. But, I don't think it people should be throwing in the towel. The season is not over. I still believe this is a playoff team. Um, look, if... Again, all we need, right? And this is and, and look, this game that that week one game could be the difference between them miss, making missing playoffs, right? Because it could be a one game margin, and that could be what we're looking at. There's a real chance of that. But at the same time, you have to look at it as like they outplayed they've outplayed two of their three opponents. 
so far. Damian Harris holds on to that football against the Dolphins. They're two and one right now, and no one is saying you know really freaking out today. They're freaking out because they're one and two with the Bucks coming in. So I mean, as far as the game yesterday against the Saints, I think that was inevitable that it was going to happen against someone, and it just happened to be the Saints, where you know a rookie quarterback with a bunch of new skill players that are new to the team. You know, we're going to be a little sloppy. It was going to be pretty sloppy. I, I think that was inevitable that it was going to happen at some point early in the season. So, it just happened to be this game. And, you know, credit to the Saints. They made it happen. But, um, I just think it was that kind of game. I don't expect them to play. You know, they didn't coach well. They didn't play well. It was just all uncharacteristically bad. It's just all sorts of... I just don't expect to see it See again. I just don't... Or I don't expect to be that bad. Not to say there there aren't concerns. I'll get to a few. There are there are concerns, but I don't expect it to just to be the mental errors and the special teams mistakes and... just There's a lot of stuff I just don't think... You know, Johnny Smith is not going to be that bad again. I mean... They're not going to be that bad. So... It was inevitable they were going to have a clunker like that. Um... The timing is unfortunate. Um, but look. They're 1-2. and two, And Tampa comes in and we'll get into that game. But let's just say they lose against Tampa. The thing, and they're 1-3. and three. The thing they've got going for them is this. They have the Texans week 5. And we know Davis Mills is still going to be the Texans quarterback. And then in week 7 they've got the Jets again. So that's two easy buffers where, you know, even if they're not at the top of their game, they'll be able to win those games, right? And it's going to buy them some time. And then if they can beat Dallas in the middle of that in week six, you know, you're looking at a winning record after seven games. And you're also going to have, by the at the end of that stretch, you're going to have Stephon Gilmore back who I think will make a major difference in this. You know, Jalen Mills has not been the problem, but Stephon Gilmore is a defensive player of the year. So you put him back there with J.C. Jackson with that pass rush, and all of a sudden you've got potentially a special pass defense. And Devon Godchow was better. I, I would ragged on him a little bit after the first couple of games, but I think he was better against the Saints. He was he was making more much more of an impact, so I think their defense has shown signs that it is going to be very good when everybody is in there. It's going to be very, a very good defense. So they've got that going for them. All that's still in front of them, and who knows? Maybe they you know we'll get into that, but um, maybe they pull off a shocker next week. Who knows? You never know. It's football. So then you have. Um, the offense, obviously, that's probably where the bigger concerns are at this point, obviously. And it's not Mac Jones. Mac Jones is fine. Mac Jones is fine. Mac Jones, uh, the, the, a lot of those plays were not his fault. But the offensive line is a concern. It has not been as good as I would have expected. Um, it was supposed to be strength of the team. And, and, like, obviously some lines in the league, right, like, Pittsburgh's line we expected to be bad. This line we expected to be really good. And it has not been good. <laughs> so they have um the one thing that's gonna help them is Trent Brown probably gonna be back for week four. He's missed the last two games. It's been a bit of a you know, Justin Huron kind of solidified that position a little bit, but he didn't necessarily play well. He was just the best of the options over there. Um, but Trent Brown will, you know, be back in his position there. That should help. I do think one second guess, you know, as much as I like Trent Brown, based on how things look, definitely letting Joe Tooney go and um, – not move, you know, we could have kept like we could have kept Joe Tooney moved in Wenu to the right tackle instead of um, you know, bringing back Trent Brown and leaving on Wenu a guard. I think that is if the line continues to struggle, that's a second guess that's fair to have that I didn't expect to be having. 
But look, Trent Brown is a really good football player. These guys are really good football players. So they're going to have to figure it out. Um, Isaiah Wynn has not played well on the left side, and that's the blind side. So he's going to have to figure it out. Um, and maybe he's just not used to Tooney not being there. But look, Unwenu, you know, Unwenu, Andrews, you know, Shaq Mason, these are good players. And they should play well. You know, they should play they should be playing well. They should be playing a lot better than they're playing right now. So we'll see if they can find the whatever cohesion and stuff up maybe you know, especially if you continue to have injury issues that tackle, maybe you do kick on Wenu out there and you bring Ted Karras in a guard. That's something you could try. But um look, they've got five good players on their offensive line. They've gotta just figure it out. Um, they've gotta just play better. I don't know what else to say. Then the um The running back, I thought, and this is where the coaching comes into play, I thought the usage of Brandon Bolden in this game was really weird. Like, he's a special teams player. He's not a good offensive player anymore, <laughs> um, if he ever was. So I don't know why they used him, like, half the snaps are running back. But there's clearly something going on where they don't trust J.J. Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson, and I'm just going to say, if they didn't trust J.J. Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson, then they probably should have caught J.J. Taylor and kept Sonny Michelle. Like, they needed somebody else that they could trust behind Damien Harris. That that might be a second guess, too. As much as I like, you know, getting the picks from Michelle, because I do believe in Stevenson and Harris, like, they need to use, I think they need to use those guys a little bit more. They need to, they need to be a little, you know, they, they, they need to, you know, mix in those guys in the run game a little bit. I guess the you know the blitz pickup is going to be a problem, but um, I don't know. I mean, they may they may need to get a little bit creative because I don't think Brandon Bolden back there is the answer. I really don't. Um, you know, maybe you maybe on some passing downs you line isn't isn't John Smith in the book on him versatility? Like maybe you line John Smith up as your third down running back. Maybe you start playing that way and. You bring in three, you know, third wide receiver and, you know, Kendrick Bourne and, um, and play that way. Bourne played pretty well in the game. So, when after Johnny got benched, so, I mean, you could go to things like that. The receivers, I still think, um, but yeah, and and Damian Harris needs a little bit more work too. Um, I think they should have stayed with that a little bit more. Um, Nelson Aguilar, I think he's going to fill his role okay. He, you know, he's the deep threat to downfield guy. I don't know if he's worth the money. I could still see him being cut at the end of the season, but for this year's team, he's going to be the deep threat, and he's going to do kind of what we expected. Myers is the is the slot guy. He is the guy, I think, um, in this receiving in, in, in this receiving core. I think he's definitely going to lead the team in catches this season, as he did last year. Uh, Bourne has you know, had a good game, and, and we'll see what kind of role he continues to carve out for himself. And then the tight ends, look, Janu did not play well. Hunter Henry has not shown up as much as I thought he might in the past game, but I still think those guys can make an impact. I still think they were they were good signings. I'm not ready to bail on that on that idea yet. They just have to they just have to find a way to get there, right? They have to find a way to get there. They have to find a way to gel, and I think they will. So, um, look, it's not perfect. Definitely some things to, to look at, but ultimately I think this team is going to be fine. I think, that, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to be... Um, yeah, I'm going to say, I think they're going to be 4-3 and three after 7 games, um, even if, you know... You know, regardless of what happens next week, I still think they can get to that mark. So, um, we'll see. Now, on to next week. It's gonna be, it's gonna be something, and there's gonna be, it's gonna be a very emotional experience as a as a fan. You know, I Tom Brady is my sports idol. I, you know, grew up on, you know, as a sports fan, basically just you know rooting for Tom Brady and. and Tom Brady and enjoying 
his success and you know he gave me so many happy moments as a sports fan from um you know the first three Super Bowls to you know I, I was pretty young and I wasn't like super into football then but those first three Super Bowls and you know then you know right when I was starting to get kind of into the age where I was really you know paying attention closely you have um the year they went 16 and 0 through 50 touchdowns the Moss year like that was so fun to watch man and then you know they did have a bit of a drought they had to kind of rebuild the defense a little bit but then you have the Malcolm Butler pick against Seattle then you have to come back 28 to 3 then the when you know that was you know then you have the 2018 one where they they somehow managed to stave off the you know the Chiefs and you know making them wait another year to to get that last title that was just they're all special in their own way and Tom Brady is giving me so much enjoyment as a fan and it's going to be really weird it's going to be really weird on Sunday it is it's it's going to be you know because the last and look the last year. I think this is pretty, you know, simple to to grasp. Maybe others feel differently, but my stance has been very simple. It has been, I'm a Patriots fan. I root for the Patriots. But if Tom Brady, who's my favorite player of all time, is on his new team playing a team that's not the Patriots, I will root for him. That's been my stance. I think it's very simple. But the only game... I will ever not be able to root for Tom Brady is this Sunday. Beyond that, there's no conflict. So I know some people have some issues with that, but I don't really care because they don't know what it's like to have a player this great on their team. And it's just something that I owe owe personally to Tom Brady. For what he's done for me, I need to do this for him. And so it's going to be but it's going to be a weird one. It really is. Um, obviously, um, there's the football game part of it where Tampa coming off a loss, they're going to want to get right. And the Patriots really could use the win. A win, a win here could really turn, you know, turn around their, you know, the Patriots season. And you know, we'll see. But. Um, I, I don't expect the Patriots to win. But look, as far as the actual you know, game of it, I think I think it'll be closer than people think. Tampa's secondary has not played well. Um, the Patriots, I know they're going to have some stuff saved for this game, coaching-wise. I know they will. They've been, they, have circ- they, they, they have to have it circled on their calendar. I refuse to believe otherwise. Um, I think that's part of... Maybe it's part of why they... Uh, they were so poorly coached against the, uh, against the Saints. I don't think that was a good coaching job really at all. And maybe that's why. Is they're all focused on the Bucks. So I think they're going to have some stuff. There's some, you know, Hightower and McCordy and what have you have, have J.C. Jackson. They've all played against Brady in practice. And, you know, they know, you know, there, there's knowledge, maybe on both sides, but the Patriots have some, I'm sure they've got some stuff planned. I think they're going to probably dare Tampa to run the ball. We'll see if they're patient enough to do that. Um, but I think it's going to be close to people think. I think it could be a one-possession game late in the game. It would not surprise me. Do I think the Patriots are likely to win in that situation when Tom Brady's on the other side? Probably not. But I do think that it could be a more respectable game than people think. Um So, but the obviously what everybody is going to be focused on, what you know, what the game is really about is it's just going to be an emotional day, and you know we'll see. You know what the interactions are like between Brady and Belichick. I have a feeling that you know Brady will probably talk to Kraft before the game, and um, you know we know the the breakup between Brady and Belichick was maybe not on the best terms. So it'll be interesting to see what the interaction there is like. I hope they I hope they at least shake hands after the game. Like it's just uh, 
you know, they, they, they've done so much together. They're the greatest coach quarterback duo of all time. And it's not even close. Like I would hope that they, you know, even if they aren't on the best terms today, then they can still show that sportsmanship and, um, and whatnot. And cause you know, they're both going to be back, you know, for celebrations in the future to honor, honor them for everything they've done for the team and stuff. So, I would hope they'll be able to be at, you know, each other's things. And, um, you know, I think, you know, hopefully they can at least, at least do that. Um, and then hopefully, you know, it'd be really, I don't, it'd, maybe it's too, too much to ask, but it'd be kind of cool if Brady went and talked to Mac after the game and just kind of had some words, words of wisdom for him. Obviously he's the successor of quarterback, plays a game that's similar to Brady's, so... That would be kind of cool. Um, that would be kind of cool, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with all that. Um, it's just going to be weird. It's just going to be weird, and you know, I don't honestly know how I'm going to feel watching the game yet. It's just too early to tell, but it's probably going to be a weird mix of a lot of different emotions. With you know what this what this guy did for our what this guy did for our team. Yeah, you know, he was everything. Um, so it's sad that this is even happening. It's sad that he is not able to retire as a Patriot, that it didn't quite work out, but you know, it is what it is. Um, he's happy. I'm happy that he's happy. And, you know, we are able to, we would not have won last year, anything with him. I mean, we were just not a good enough team and, um, it would have been pretty ugly. Brady would have been miserable. Belichick would have still been miserable. I mean, it would not have been good. So, you know, we, we, we had a reset year during the, during COVID. And now we're, we've got this situation where we've got, you know, what I think is going to be our quarterback for the next several years. And I think he can be pretty good. So I think it, I think it ultimately did work out for everybody. Um, you know, Brady got to go somewhere where he was, happier and, and got to keep winning and the Patriots got to kind of reset towards a better future because it's not like they would have won with Brady so you know it, it is what it is and um you know we'll we'll see what happens on Sunday um I hope the crowd cheers Brady at least in pregame do whatever you want during the game but show him the appreciation pregame because uh He's been part of almost every success the New England Patriots as a franchise have ever had. I mean, their 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 past before Brady is is, I think how bad it is is overrated to some extent. I mean, they did have some moments. They 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 set a rushing record in '78. They won a couple of division titles in the '70s, like Super Bowl in '85, '96. They're in the Super Bowl. They're the first team actually to have a 400 4,000 yard passer. 1,000-yard rusher and 1,000-yard receiver. I saw that the other day. I don't know if that's right, but I heard that. I mean, so there, there are definitely some notable accomplishments. John Hanna is probably one of the best offensive linemen to ever play. He was there in the 70s and 80s. but um, So it's not like they've never had any great players before Brady, but like they, they didn't have that many. And they had some times where it, you know, it didn't just get bad. It got really bad. So, I mean, it was really bad at some times. So, you know, that's, you know, that, that stopped, I think. That's, that's gone. That's not coming back. Um, you know, I, that was pre-craft. Ownership was shaky. Frosters was bad. I don't think that's coming back. The crafts are, are going to keep managing the team well. Belichick is going to have them in position to at least compete. So, um, you know, we're not going to be that team again, but we are just going to be a normal NFL team again where making the AFC championship game is an amazing accomplishment. And when if you if Mac Jones makes even makes like one Super Bowl in his career, then for the fifteenth pick in the draft, you've hit. I mean you've hit. That that's a that's a hit. So um you know we're a normal NFL team again, but we uh we will always have the Brady era and um it's gonna be real it's going to be a real emotional thing on, on Sunday. So, um, 
yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit and kind of go through NFL themes. So um, appreciate you for listening and uh, check out my blog. Probably have some stuff on there later this week and, and have a great night.